0: As President Trump's first Deputy National Security Advisor, she helped set standards in the White House. In the Pentagon, she was the equivalent to a four-star general. And now it's time to set the record straight. It's The Briefing with KT McFarland, exclusively on Kevin McCullough Radio. And one of the things we didn't even put in KT's little uh, script there in her intro, which I'm going to have to for uh, coming uh, weeks, Is that I believe of all of the new uh, segments that we podcasted on the show in 2022, and I'm trying to do a real fast scan to look it up at this very moment, but I believe that the briefing with KT McFarland was by far and away uh, our most successful uh, launch with many thousands, not hundreds, but many thousands of people. Uh, tuning in uh, every week to hear what KT had to say on national security issues uh, and so we are very honored to have her back with us here at the beginning of 2023 and uh, KT thanks for all of the great uh, content that you uh, you helped us understand in 22.
1: Well thank you for the platform and the opportunity and also for the penetrating questions you ask. I love coming on your show because you are well, obviously really smart you're really prepared and
0: you know What's important and what's not. Okay, enough of that. You, you know, you, you, okay, so. we're, we're friends. Uh, no, I actually appreciate that because I, I hear you on some other shows, <clears throat> not naming any names, and uh, I, I don't, I, as much as I love you, KT, I'm not interested in, you know, where you are, what the weather is that day. I really do want to know what's going on in the world at large. And so that's why I, I kind of cut straight to the chase, which is why well, I want to ask you about um, these protests going on in Brazil. And I I don't know if you saw it on Instagram or social media over the weekend, but I, I saw several for some reason, I've got a lot of people from Brazil that follow me. I think it was from the last election cycle because they were fascinated with my prediction map and that it turned out to not come true at all. But they, <laughs> um, but but th- there's a lot of amateur footage out there of these hordes of people overrunning their, their elected assembly building, their Supreme Court. It, and I'm sure that the left here in America took the opportunity to say, oh, look, they're having a January 6th moment um but it's really there's there's some complicated reasoning for why all of this is happening and you believe it bodes very badly for democracy at large why
1: yeah i mean look the world is it's, the world is kind of divided into two camps one camp is led by china saying to everybody in the world particularly in the third world hey look we're the pres- path to prosperity uh, look at what we've done in china we have a, a communist dictatorship an authoritarian government we're the, we're the system that's going to deal with the 21st century. We know how to govern. And forget democracy. democracy is, day is done. And so, on the other hand, the democracy, what makes democracy, I think, most effective, is that we choose our leaders. And if we don't like them, we get rid of them and new leaders the next time around. In a authoritarian system, you're stuck with the leaders you have. And China is pretty open about it. They've said to their people, we will give you prosperity. You give us all the power. And that, I guess, is fine. But what happens if they screw up? And I think that's what you're seeing now in China. So it's like the world is kind of decide, do we want to be a democracy? That was certainly the 20th century. But maybe China's right. Maybe it's the 21st century is is the place where we should look for authoritarian governments and America's day is done. So what China understands can sort of scramble our brains in democratic countries they scramble our brains to think, gee, gee, maybe democracy isn't that effective. Uh, maybe our elections are no good. Maybe they're they're rotten to the core. Maybe we can't trust the result of our elections. And then what happens is they eat away at the core of certainly America and other Democratic countries to say maybe, you know, maybe it's not worth defending. Maybe maybe the Chinese are right on this, and that's what I'm worried about. It's this sort of big-picture thing of, of the slow and steady erosion of our confidence in the ability of democracy to be a good governance system for people because we just don't trust the outcome of elections. I'm also yeah. protest, but I'm really not happy with, whether it's January 6th or, or other times in other places, a violent protest, is that people say, well, I don't like the result of that election, so instead of okay, I'm going to work really hard to get elected next time. They say, I'm just going to undo this election.
0: So let me ask you a very painful question for me, because I love and respect your uh, insight on some of these things, probably uh, in an outsized way compared to many other pundits that are out there, just partly because I know who you are and I know your experience and I appreciate your perspective. But I can't help but look at, let's just say, the um, governor's race in Arizona from this past election. And mm-hmm. be okay with it. I'm just, I'm just not okay with all of the shenanigans that took place, and how there's, there's kind of like this uh, refusal to even acknowledge that such shenanigans took place. A- and by the way, I think that some states did take your advice. I know that in Wisconsin, the Supreme Court there threw out all of the the COVID. Uh, you know, abnormal laws that they passed and said, none of these are constitutional. You're going to go back to, you know, counting the ballots the way you, you should. But there have been states that have purposefully said, no, we know that there's kind of goofiness with our voting systems, like in Michigan and Pennsylvania, and they're choosing to keep them that way uh, anyway. KT, is there, is there a guarantee that when there is legitimate malfeasance in elections that we can in some way draw attention to them but not necessarily devolve into violent conflict.
1: What I'm upset with is when, when conservatives and Republicans say, hey, the game was rigged against us, that's why we lost. It probably was rigged against you. But you understand that, and that's the starting point. So then go out and fix it. And this, there are states now, as you point out, that have codified it, and they're okay with ballot harvesting and all the things that were put in during COVID, and, and they're using it to, frankly, rig elections. But what's the answer to that? The answer is sunlight is the best disinfectant. Use, use the legal system to the extent that you can. And then to do the
0: really boring work of yep.
1: scrubbing the voters polls. And that's what nobody likes to, to sort of admit that right nobody now. Nobody
0: wants to do it. Yep.
1: No, cuz it's hard and dirty work. You know in Florida for example in 2000 when the hanging chads remember and then and oh, who yeah. voted for what? <laughs> so Florida then after that did the really hard boring work of going through and scrubbing their voter polls. In New York where I vote nobody scrubbed those voter polls for decades so if you're if you've been dead for 20 years you're still on the ballot I mean you're still you still receive a, a ballot yeah. yep. if you, and if you've moved out of the state that's okay fine and so there are states which haven't done their work now how do you get them to do their work in a democratic state a Democrat state like New York where the Democrats just control everything you start at the local level you start at the at the, it's your neighborhood and you have the And the Board of Elections of every community, every county, every township has to give you, if you request, the the list of who's voting. And then you can get some college kid to start Google those names. And one at a time, you find out, oh, Joe Jones, he moved out 20 years ago. Oh, Johnny Jones? He's been dead forever. Oh, Susie Jones? Well, it turns out that she's not – she actually isn't a legitimate voter. You have to go through name by name by name, and you probably – As in the case of Florida and other states, you could probably eliminate fifteen percent of those dead people.
0: Yeah, well, and I know from it's
1: boring, but it's it's necessary
0: completely. And uh, after twenty twenty, you know, my bride and some of the women uh, in in the area where we live uh, in the tri state said, "Hey, let's 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 see what uh, the state of New Jersey is doing about this." And so they they talked to Trenton, and basically Trenton was like we have no interest in making this possible for you guys. So th- they're throwing up all kinds of uh, bureauc- bureaucratic red tape uh, to prevent uh, some of that stuff from being done. Uh, and, man, that is a that is a load of work that you've just um, uh, informed us of. But if that's what it takes to get it done, if we want democracy, if we want representative government to be honest, then we're going to have to do that. And in the states where they have, uh, you're, you're reaping the rewards of it, as Florida certainly is. KT, always appreciate your insights. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you, Kevin, and Happy
0: New Year. You got it. All right, Kevin McCullough, we've still got some very important things to talk about, like 35 years of reporting on breaking news.